0: You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like
2: your seats, but you'll love the show. Welcome to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, no Robert Bricky. I love where Robert is at today.
3: Where's he at? He's in Minnesota.
2: He's in the airport. <laughs> yeah. He went to the game yesterday? He went to the game. Do, do you know why he was at the game? No. Oh, uh, do you not? So, George Edwards. Wait, were you here last week? He, no. What? No. Huh? I don't know. Anyway, so George Edwards, the defensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when he was a Duke alum, That's ran right. into right. Robert Bricky and asked Robert, can you come up and talk to the team and kind of give these guys some motivation, I don't know. Hey, to guess right what? Thing, must have worked. Whatever. Yeah, he, must have. I guess
3: he went and told him to run the ball. Well, hey, <laughs> Dalvin Cook
2: finally showed back up and did what most people expected him to do all year. Um, I'm going to credit that to Robert Bricky. So there you are. I have uh, some musical accompaniment for today's show, and it's a tribute to you. Brandon. Oh, nice. Um, you first ran this song for us. Um, oh, that's not going to work. Well, I guess we're going to have to fire our sound
3: guy. Yeah I, think, yeah, I don't know. Tim, you're doing, fired. Man. He played the wrong sound. Tim.
2: Tim Schlepp rock. So
3: you think Brick went on there and was like, hey, guys, you got this guy named Dalvin Cook. He's pretty good.
2: I want to run the ball. Stop playing around. And just go ahead and hand the ball to Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings, man, looking. It's funny how teams are trending one way or the other. You know, we had anointed. I, I'm I'm so distracted Our right now. S- hey,
3: sound guy, get it together or you're fired, dude. I mean it. That's Tim, fine. come on.
2: All right. There we go. That's what I was looking for. And Brandon Brandon originally trotted this out a few weeks ago in honor of Mac Brown coming back to UNC. I'm pulling this out in honor of what Marlon Mack did to the Cowboys. Oh, game. no. I, you know what? I picked the Cowboys to win the NFC East months ago. They ran off five straight victories in essentially must-win games. They're finally in the driver's seat in the East with a chance to put this thing away, and they don't even show up in Indianapolis. They still haven't gotten off the bus, and it's two days later. What happened
3: to Zeke?
2: I'm going to tell you we what can... happened. I think, to be fair, I think that sometimes we forget how evenly matched these NFL teams are. And winning on the road in the NFL is hard. But emotion and motivation and energy is an underrated aspect of what goes on week to week in the NFL. We've seen the Cowboys come out hyped up, focused, run around the field, making plays, playing, as I like to say, downhill. And then every now and again, it it just doesn't work. And Indy dominated that game really from about three minutes in. Uh, I watched the opening drive. Dallas walked the ball down the field, looked for all intents and purposes like they were going to score a touchdown. They didn't. They settled for the field goal attempt. Indianapolis blocks that kick, and from that point on, it was all Andrew Luck. Well, if you look at the first half stats,
3: Dallas was winning the game. It just didn't result in points. The stats were all Dallas's. But then that – Colts O-line just <laughs> Stepped up and said We got this dude named Mac Smart You know it's, you know what all these teams have in common in Cincinnati Minnesota Indy They all won But also They all ran the ball With superior running backs Are you listening McVay? Dude McVay <laughs> Are you listening McVay? Anyone dude. Let me give you a stat right quick Okay I've already gotten one coach fired, by the way. I got McCarthy fired. Remember when I was complaining about him, and yep. then two days later he was fired? McVay's safe because he's in the playoffs. But three weeks ago when St. Louis – I keep trying to say St. St. Louis. St. Louis. Did I like that you said that. Did I put like $2 in the jar every yes. time I make a mistake? But um, the Rams beat Detroit, and Gurley ran the ball 22 times. During the past two weeks, <clears throat> Gurley has run twenty-three times combined in the last two games, and you lose both of those games. Sometimes you're talking about NFL players. I mean, are these teams being very, you know, evenly matched? You know, you may have some superstars. Really, all you got to do as a football coach find their weakness, exploit that, and find their strength, and focus on stopping that. And that's your recipe. And if your weakness if your strength is running the ball, why don't you run the damn ball, Rams? That's a
2: great question. I don't understand. Oh, I think I do understand. You know, we were talking about Sean McVay. We've been talking about him for a couple weeks, kind of clowning him. It, it, it was – he was put into the Hall of Fame a little bit too soon. You know, oh, this is the wonder, Ken. He's smarter than everybody else out there. Oh, look what he's doing on this offense. They have a couple injuries. The guy that nobody – I haven't heard anybody invoke this guy's name, but the, when the, the offense started to trend downward for the Rams was shortly after Cooper Cup went down with the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look at all of the the players that make up that dynamic Rams offense or what was a dynamic Rams offense, Cooper Cup was about sixth on the list of players that you would talk about. They're, they've not been the same team. But it comes back to what you said with McVeigh. Stop trying to outsmart everybody. Just line up. You've got the best athletes out there. And Todd Gurley is the best football player on the planet right now.
3: Well, I heard coming in this morning, I was listening to the radio. Remember Vermeil coached the Rams team that was like off the charts, the greatest show on turf? Yes. They had the mad scientists. Remember the mad? Mike Marks. Mike Marks. (laughs) He used to say, Every once in a while, Dick Vermeil would get in on his headset and tell Marks, hey, give the ball to 28 now. Like, the mad scientist or the doctor where they used to call him, he would always get so cute with all these plays. Sometimes you just got to give it to Marshall Falk. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not I, that hard.
2: It really isn't. And I don't understand if they're trying to save Gurley's legs for the playoffs I don't get what's happening because it's almost comical at this point. Well, I don't know if you watched the game this
3: past Sunday. Gurley is starting to show him on his face on the sideline, and he's starting to laugh about it. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm gashing him for 10 a play. Now, that doesn't mean they're not throwing to him out of the backfield a little bit here or there. But when you can gash him for 10 up the middle, why don't you wear a team out like that? I just don't get
2: it. I don't know. the other And question- McVay,
3: you also ended my fantasy football t- season last year. I mean, last night, this past Sunday, I'm all messed up. That's of where you. all the salts coming. I, and I am salty. I'm getting my productivity back. Tis the season when you lose your when you're out of fantasy football, your productivity goes sky <laughs> high. But I, I'm really angry with you because you did lose my season. I I just really hate you. I, 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 I even wait. Is there football you? still on?
2: Yeah. See. Oh. Yeah. You. Yeah. You get knocked out and you're out of the playoffs. You. You. you yeah, your your
3: t- productivity. I came might out as well have
2: lost th- to the Browns. I don't even care. Your anymore. productivity came about
3: five weeks ago.
2: <laughs> All right, so big losses for Dallas and for LA. Dallas is now Dallas is back in the mix with Washington's win yesterday. Still a dogfight. Everybody's still alive, minus the Giants in the NFC East. Um, make the case, Trent Nichols, for Andrew Luck as the National Football League MVP 2018.
0: Well, or don't. No, I mean he's got to be in the conversation. I mean, I don't think compared to what the Colts were last year to what they are this year with the tools he has around him and that team, there's no there's very few players that I could see right now that are more important to their team to be in that spot. They're in the playoff hunt solely because of Andrew Luck. Now, he's not lighting it up and having the greatest season in the world, but he's winning ball games and came back a heck of a lot better than any of us thought.
2: Oh, I, I have to agree. The thing with Indy, too, is you look at it, Dallas a couple years ago, When Dak and Zeke were rookies, made an amazing run when they go 12-4, and they're into the playoffs, and then they get bounced in the first round. But they rode on the coattails of what at the time was the best offensive line in football. That Colts squad is rolling out probably the best offensive line in football right now. Mm -hmm. Luck doesn't get touched. And I don't know. What happened, because he spent the first half of his career, or the first, I don't know, 80% of his career on his back. That's what led to all the injuries. He comes back into a team that we looked at last year that was awful.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, the and one they had an
0: awful offense line. Yeah,
2: and I, I don't know what this thing is. I don't know if these guys just have, you know, they've made a pact with the devil. I don't know what it is. But you can't touch him. The Dallas pass rush was non-existent yesterday. Luck does enough, and they give it to some guy named Marlon Mack, who just happened to be the guy that was going to run the ball for him this week. I think, you know, fantasy, you were talking about fantasy football. Fantasy football owners have known who Marlon Mack is for a while because he's been a guy that will just kill you. You know, he should be putting up these numbers consistently, but one week it's him, one week it's somebody else. And then you've got T.Y. Hilton. And Hilton was a game-time decision this weekend. And Indy rolls out, 23 to nothing. Thanks very much. We're out. I I, I can't believe Indy has been as good as they have this year. Hmm. I didn't think that Luck coming back was going to have this kind of impact.
3: You think that AFC South may be the best division right now? Do I think it might be the best division? I mean, they got Houston, Texas jumped New England for the number two, uh, the first week bye so far, and then you have the Colts, and you saw what Tennessee did to the Giants offense. Saquon Barkley got shut down. I mean, the Giants are the Giants, but both of those teams have eight
2: wins. I'm trying to think of of an argument I can throw out there as to a better division. I mean, the most you might be right. I mean, top heavy. You got the AFC West because you
3: got the Chiefs and the Chargers. Yeah, but
2: then you know, well, then you got. Trent it, it depends on how you Broncos. look at the Broncos and I hate it for Broncos fans Trent included because the Broncos minus a couple of injuries I think that the Broncos would still be in the playoff hunt um the last the sort of the final straw Trent you can jump in anytime you want but I think Chris Harris going down was kind of the death knell for that team thoughts yeah no I
0: mean it takes out their best cornerback um uh, I I don't know. I think I I think it's a lot deeper than just Chris Harris. Though. Well, I
2: think it's a flawed team, but they they found the ultimate. Ultimately, in the, the rough death was Flancy. when
0: Emmanuel Sanders blew out his Achilles. Yep. I mean, that just killed everything on their offense. Now you're relying on guys that I mean, they had a wide receiver in there that never played in the NFL you know, get a catch against the Browns the other day. I don't even remember his name. Uh, So, yeah, and they're talking about how Case Keenum loves how he has these young guys that will listen to him and do all that stuff. Shoot, that's not really the kind of thing you want to hear. You know, if you're the quarterback, you should come in there. Whether you're with veterans or not, you need them to listen to you and believe in you. Well, let me but ask you These guys you the are question. doing everything they can to stay in the NFL. I, what kind of team is that?
2: I, I know we're in the 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 thick of the playoff hunt right now, but but 15 weeks in, 14 weeks in, has the Case Keenum signing been successful, or would the Broncos like a do-over on that? I guess you'll have. Ooh, thank God. I don't know, a minute or two to think about that. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats in Central North Carolina. Thanks for hanging out.
0: Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We
3: need passion. We need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose.
0: Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org.
4: Welcome back to From the Sheep's
2: Welcome back, Chris DeLamber, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, and I do have to, you know, I will extend an apology on air to you guys, because I came in late, had a late night, got up early this morning, laid back down, crashed, and opened my eyes, and was like, oh dear, I'm supposed to be somewhere, and I called Trent, but I brought in a peace offering. Mm Mm-hmm. And Brandon has not even acknowledged that it's almost as if you eat that sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, that will be forgiving, forgiving me. And I, I don't think you have that in your heart. I today. told
3: you what the plan was. I'm going to eat it when y'all start talking baseball. Oh, got it. So when you start talking talking baseball, then you'll hear me go quiet, and that's when I'm scarfing. So if
0: we right. never talk baseball,
3: it's I not get to eat get it. Eaten.
0: Yes, <laughs> I will refuse.
3: Hey. You know, tis the season for many things, right? Yeah. But isn't it also the season of where you see these teams, quote-unquote, still in the hunt, and it hurts your head to try to figure out yeah. how they're still in the hunt,
2: hunt? Yeah, listening listening to folks rationalize how the Browns could possibly get into the playoffs at this point. Um, yeah, it, it does that would be boggle. great. You know, I would I
0: mean,
3: love it. So talking about the Panthers – you know, you need a northwestern wind to come through, and you need a, bl- a black cat to walk backwards in front of you, and then you need for this team to lose. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Just tell, me after when they're, just tell me when they're eliminated, which will be tonight probably.
2: Yeah, probably so. And the other thing, too, is I think the Drew Brees MVP campaign is either made or lost tonight on national TV. Brees is a guy that has shown out a million times in his career. Mm -hmm. But in the last couple weeks, he sort of stubbed his toe. And with Patrick Mahomes and what he's doing out there, as an exciting as he is, I think most people associated with the NFL would love to give Drew Brees that Lifetime Achievement Award MVP this year. He cannot come out and have a bad game on Monday Night Football. If he does, I think Mahomes is the MVP.
3: I still feel like Mahomes is the front runner. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah,
2: Unfortunately, me too. Why is it
3: unfortunate? Because I don't like. You just don't like anybody else in the AFC West. Trent also doesn't like when I'm right. No, I don't mind that. So
0: somebody's got to be right once in a while. I'm never
2: right, but no, no, you're not. (laughs) Watching the watching the Chiefs this weekend, um, my wife. I enjoyed that one though. Heard a clip of an interview with Pat Mahomes Ugh. and she looked at me and she said where's he from? that's an interesting accent and I said he's from Sesame Street
0: <laughs>
2: he talks like a Muppet he does I he, he should never I, I know Bricky said he should he should he should go be a monk
3: you know what I want to hear though I want to hear him What's get that? mic'd up oh, and him go like Take that touchdown. You know what I'm talking about? Get out Get out of my face. This is my field. 55's the mic.
0: <laughs> 55's the mic. <laughs> my bad. Over <laughs> there talking about Drew Brees. <laughs> you need to be talking about me, fool.
2: You guys game. are out of control. Man. Good game.
0: Good game. Good game.
3: <laughs> We were talking about Trent off air before you got when you were getting us your peace offering here yeah. for being late. Um we're talking about I mean, he's sitting at forty five touchdowns. Yes. And we had forgotten the league lead. I thought it was Brady who had it. It's actually Peyton no, Manning it was got Manning. it. Fifty five. Yeah. So if he's projected at fifty one, which puts him in second place oh. all time, I mean and they are winning in the playoffs, so I think I think that gives them the edge a little bit there. Okay. I mean, I think I understand what the logic about giving it to I don't know that because I, the voters would want to. Who votes on this, by the way?
2: I think it's top secret. No, I don't know. I don't know who does vote for the, for the. We'll we'll figure that out in the next break. I don't know who votes for the NFL MVP. Um, is is the writers? I think I don't it's even, the writers. I really don't know. We'll find out. I think. Uh, I think it should be the three of us. I
3: agree. Why do we not have a vote on these things? Well,
0: I would lose because I wouldn't vote for Patrice Mahomes.
3: Who would you vote for?
0: (laughs) I don't know. Andrew Luck. Just anybody but Mahomes. Anybody but Mahomes. Take the field.
2: I think, to me, the guy that doesn't get enough run, Todd Gurley, to me, is probably the most valuable player in football. I agree. And Sean McVay needs to have his ass kicked. You, how would you characterize Sean McVay as a person from what you see? I think he probably start.
3: well, I characterize him as a toolbox. That's what I think he is. He's a toolbox. <laughs> Not just a tool. He's a toolbox. He's a toolbox <laughs> because he's listening to all his hype early on. He's playing with all the best toys, right? He's yeah. been given all the best weapons, and he's decided to put his stamp on it tuck his pencil up in his visor or whatever he's got going on that week, holding the card up in front of his face because he don't want everybody to steal his secret plays that he plays that are ineffective. But, dude, you have the best. I call it the video game cover rule, okay? If you have a player that's on the cover of a video game, you had best give them the ball. I'm looking at you, girly. I'm looking at you, Antonio Brown. Those type of players need to get the ball. And when you get cute with it, you're kill- you're kicking yourself in the shin.
2: It's is the there press. is there another coach in the NFL today that uses as much hair product as Sean McVay? And it's an amazing amount of product put into not very much hair at all. Right. That's the crazy part about it. And when you think about when you think about hair product, it was the uh, Giants co- coach last year. God, dog it, you how'd you do that? You jumped inside my brain right there. Well, because that's
0: the only other coach we've ever talked about. And hair what product happened to him since Jimmy Johnson?
2: And what happened to him? And Jimmy Johnson was a product guy. He was a he was a blow dry cat. The Sean McVay, the little faux hawk, spiky thing. Dude, what was that, guys? On? What was the Giants right. coach name?
3: I heard. When do you get too old to rock that little faux hawk? Will you brush your hair up. Like, you got regular hair, but it, it's kind of
2: tufted up I like that. actually, a couple years ago, had my hair cut into that. Oh, wow. And came home from the salon, and my wife was like, that's cool. And I went into into the bathroom and looked, and I was like, Mm-mm, can't do it. And then just pushed it over again. Um, I don't know. Sean McVay's he's young enough to do it, but it's Was What's he, 30, 33? 32, 33, something. Wearing tailored pants. Rocking the faux hawk, like you said, with the the pencil just perfectly tucked in there. I'm over this guy. I really am over this guy. Because, I mean, everybody,
0: him being anointed as the golden boy just got to his head. That's it. And the thing is, why they're doing this to Gurley, Jared Goff has no confidence left. And so I think this is his clever way of trying to build confidence back in his quarterback and for getting his quarterback some confidence, and I think it's backfiring. Well,
3: everybody it's knows. It worse. Everybody has pointed out during the telecast that Foles does better following Gurley's runs as they go into that progression golf. of. Yeah, golf does. Golf does better after you go through these series of runs, and then you get a little swing yeah, pass, well. and then you build on that. I do think Cooper Cup being gone was his go-to guy, like on the deep ball. He just can't seem to find anybody else. Yeah. Um, and uh, But, yeah, man, if you got Gurley, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, Detroit three weeks ago, you win that game easily, 22 runs. Last two two games, he's, you know, had 23 combined. You lose most of those games. That's your answer right there. So I don't understand. And I do think his hair is a little – there's some product in there. You know, oh, like yeah. th- no, no,
2: no. There's, there's indisputably product in there. Now – he surpassed Ben McAdoo. That's the guy you really fortune. Ben McAdoo. Remember Ben McAdoo with the slick back hair? Mm-hmm. That doesn't play in the <laughs> NFL, dude. These are tough guys. When it's all said and done, you don't rock the product like that in the <laughs> NFL. That's NBA stuff, man. True.
3: He kind of reminds me of Sonic the Hedgehog a little bit. A little bit. Um <laughs> I just use this rule. What coach in the NFL could go to Detroit and have them win it? So put McVay in Detroit and have him you know, draw up all these plays and see what happens then. (laughs) You can win with the best players, you know what I mean, in L.A.
2: You can also find ways to not win. I mean, Jeff Fisher had a lot of these same pieces when he was there and couldn't figure out how to get out of his way. But with coaches, a lot of times when you're talking about everything being even, the adage is you are the guy that's on the back of your baseball card coaches are like that jeff fisher why would anybody why would anybody expect a guy like jeff fisher to come in mr 8 and 8 himself. yeah mr 8-8. Eight and, eight. and i mean with the exception of one magical year with the titans you know jeff fisher was just that guy marvin lewis is just that guy there's the, the nfl is chock-packed full of these guys and it it depressed me a little this weekend as i looked at the playoff picture and i thought to myself you know
4: The NFL,
2: really, truly, when you peel it back, is starting to look more like baseball or more like Premier League soccer, where year in and year out, if you didn't know a thing about the NFL, you could just go ahead and pick from a handful of of four or five teams, and that's going to be your champ. True. I mean, in the last 20 years, how many times has a team other than New England or Pittsburgh been in the Super Bowl to represent the AFC? You know what I mean? Yeah. The NFC's been a little bit more, you know, all over the map. Yeah. But really, truly, I think about it. Mostly to do with the Patriots, though. (laughs) Of course. But I don't follow the Premier League as closely as I once did. But I could look, if you told me to make a pick, without having paid any attention or seen a game in a year or two, I could throw out probably your eventual champion. In a group of four or five teams. See you on the other side of the
4: break. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose well not all realtors are the same i'm crystal copas and i don't just stick a sign in the yard throw it in the mls and hope to collect a commission i provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging photography videography and drone at no cost to you Contact me, Crystal Copas, with REMAX Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919 356 5402 or visit me at CrystalCopas.com. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Kira mutu todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate
1: today. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and
3: you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes.
4: Hey, bro, toss me that avocado.
3: Most
0: party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Chris Delambert and
1: Brandon
0: Eckins. got money, I got fame, fast cars and
1: everything, yeah. I'm on a dance, I gotta sing, rocks all blues. Sing anything.
2: All right, welcome back to the second half hour. Uh, from the cheap seats. And during the break, I, I was interested to find out that you guys are of one mind, and I'm willing to jump on that bandwagon if there's a seat left. Is it okay? No. no? Sorry. It's full. No. Because then it won't come true.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. That's messed
2: up. You guys both are pulling for the San Diego Chargers to win a Super Bowl because you'd like to see Philip Rivers get his ring. I think I'm on board with that. Phillip has suffered enough, and he's taken a beating in the press and with football fans because he was such a baby. But And look at the draft class. Oh, dude. Like,
0: come yeah. on. He has just as much talent. He may be oh, no, a no, no, better no, 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 talented dude. quarterback than I, Eli Manning. I was about to say, yeah, a absolutely. Better, out of that draft class, he might be the most talented quarterback, and he has nothing to show for it.
2: That's an interesting question or an interesting statement. And I think from a historical standpoint, five or ten years from now, looking back, you can't even put Rivers into the conversation with Roethlisberger right now. Roethlisberger has two rings. Rivers has none. Manning has two rings. Rivers has none. I think that Manning has had so many bad years that it's okay to talk about Philip Rivers' being possibly better than Eli Manning. I personally think it's not close. Philip Rivers is a superior guy. However, San Diego, just like Pittsburgh, during these two guys' eras, has never been irrelevant. The Chargers have always been good. The Steelers have always been good. The Giants have either been in the Super Bowl or pretty freaking bad. And Manning just happened to get hot two different years and ride the tails of a defense and some unbelievable luck. Yeah, but you could
0: also <laughs> question Roethlisberger's first Super Bowl. He was the quarterback you don't for the have team, to, you don't but have to he question. did not. No, he did not win that Super Bowl for but, them.
2: No, they won that in he spite of him. He was a game manager. He wasn't even a game manager in that. If you look back, it is the worst performance in a Super Bowl by a winning quarterback by far. But even that whole season. I know. I watched so, that whole season I know. and, and do not forget how his, they did it with smoke and mirrors Don't forget year.
3: his game-saving title that year on the road to the uh, tackle on the way to the playoffs. Remember, he t- did the turnaround.
2: He tripped up the dude. Tripped up the
3: dude. The Colt,
2: right? When yes. against the Colts. It was yeah. the Colts. I still can't believe they beat the Colts. And I don't think Peyton Manning – I, I bet if we had Peyton Manning sitting right there in Bricky's chair, he would say, that's still the one. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. And, and I remember that entire game. Well, they got the revenge.
0: He may not have known how that happened the next I, year. I, I remember the Patriots
2: thinking as that game went on ten times, all right, here we go. Manning's fine. He's going to beat these guys. And it just never happened.
0: God, would I be in a different think, world right now if Peyton Manning was sitting right here? That would be a heck of a conversation. I
3: think the one <clears throat> Manning is like – was against the Saints, the Super Bowl, where they kicked an onside kick to start off the second half. He had to have been looking at that game going, no. Oh, I'm I'm (laughs) sure he'd lose his
2: sleep over it still today. I mean, it's unbelievable how that all went down. Manning should have like
3: six (laughs) Super Bowls. But, hey, man, he came in during an era where it was like, Tough competition at the Q, the quarterback position. You know, I mean, you got Roethlisberger, even though he wasn't that good. Then you're playing against Drew Brees. You're playing against Tom Brady.
2: Well, if you think about it, I think the one thing that Manning could have done different in his life is gotten into the ear of the front office and been like, "Hey, trade for this kid, man or uh, Brady." He, I met him at at these camps. He's a really cool guy. I'd love for him to come in and be my backup.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he could have come
2: in and nobody would have ever known. Because we're talking about Roethlisberger and his first Super Bowl ring. Think back to Brady. Brady. <laughs> Brady was garbage for the first three years of his career, dude. You just even once he became a starter, you just erased
0: Jim Sorgi's whole NFL career. Thanks a lot. Hey, sorry, Jim, the
2: Wisconsin great. Now we could have put you Jim in the. Sorge. We could have put you on the Cincinnati Bengals teams of that era. You probably would have been the starter.
3: Well, and moms and dads out there, something you gotta recognize is that if your te- kid's gonna play football, have them play the quarterback position, not running back. And that became so clear when they were interviewing Philip Rivers on the sideline. And you got Tomlinson sitting over there in the chair <laughs> looking old. And you got Rivers looking all spry yeah. like a kid. You Dude, take a little punishment as a Rivers back. with his
0: ninth kid on the way. That's why I want him to win the Super Bowl. He needs that bonus money to pay for diapers. Well, you know what? This maybe guy.
3: he should quit that, which maybe ha- makes you have kids. Maybe you Brandon, should stop that for maybe, a little bit.
0: Maybe his gun is now unloaded that the other gun can now be loaded and win the thing. Sometimes yeah. there's just a lot of bullets in that gun.
2: I Look, with, with River, you realize it's like a religious thing, right? It's like the hardcore Catholicism, like birth control is murder, that whole thing.
3: Remember that commercial where the guy's throwing the football through the tire in the backyard? They should get... They should get him to do that. How they, many Phillip kids? Rivers. I would like
0: to ask Philip Rivers if I had one question: How many kids were made after a bad loss, and how many kids were made after a good win?
2: <laughs> I like that. That's a that's a good
0: one. That would be if I had a question for Philip Rivers. I'd want to know. No, if, now if you look at that one daughter, and you're like, God damn, we could have beat the Broncos that day. <laughs>
3: his poor damn it Alan! pick up your room his poor wife though you know every time he comes home she's like hiding at some place in the house
2: (laughs) he's like honey turn off the red zone turn off the red zone my question is is if one of your we've all got daughters yeah if one of your daughters (laughs) had nine kids how would you would you be thankful thanks for giving me all these grandkids to play with or would you be like, dude, wasn't there anything you could have done with your life other than be pregnant for the last 12, 15 years? You, how, what would your perspective be
0: on it? Right now, this week, I would be like, I hate you because this is an expensive freaking grandbabies. It's but, Christmas yeah, week.
2: See, here's the thing. is If Philip Rivers was your, okay, your okay. son-in-law, you're like, uh, here's a card. Yeah. Here's a $5 bill. Right. Phil, you, you know, your daddy's got you. But you know, we go back to the time I mean, Does like, the Rivers family do they own a farm? I'm sure they do. I mean yeah, why else called, would you have all these kids
3: unless you a have a baby farm? Cows that need to I be would milked. Tell my my daughter, I would say even rabbits jump off every once in a while. They take a break every well, yeah. once in a while. You
0: know, Groucho Marx used to say, I like my cigar, but I occasionally take it out of my mouth.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's. I'm it's not the, sure I understand what that meant, so I don't know. I remember that quote. That's a good. What's yeah. it mean? Because this woman
0: was on his show that had 12 kids, ah. and he goes, "Well, you know, ma'am, I like my cigar, but I occasionally take it out of my mouth."
2: Well, I.
1: Okay.
0: Chris is acting like on. he's Let's embarrassed. No, I'm Chris is
1: acting like what he's I was
0: embarrassed. We're only on the first. Oh, we don't have the first hour. Yeah, well, it doesn't anymore. matter.
2: WDCC gave yeah. us the boot. So uh, what I was going to say was, if you spend a little bit more time with it in your mouth, then you know you wouldn't <laughs> you have and as a baby. How does that work?
3: I mean, I guess it depends on the woman. When you're pregnant, it's kind of like it's not completely off limits, but there comes a time when it's like she's like, oh, you know, leave me alone.
2: Yeah, I don't gotta know, be. Man. I don't know. Nine kids, and I've got a grip of kids, man. You know
3: what? Nine. I I guess if I was rich, nah, not me. I have a close relationship. I have a closer relationship with both of my kids, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so distant. But if I was a crappy father, I'd be like, sure, let's have a bunch of kids. The maid can take care of them.
2: You know, Uh, that's my thing.
0: Is I can't imagine disappears for how long? Six months for football
2: season. This dude is commuting from San Diego to LA to practice every day.
0: Well, yeah, because he needs that three-hour drive to to be by himself, right?
2: I, I don't get how that works. And my thing is, at this point in his life, he needs to start doing the math. Because I don't know about you guys. I like my wife. I like want to hang with her. I don't think there's a question he doesn't like his wife.
1: <laughs>
2: Jeez, I, dude. I mean, at what point are they going to have an empty house? They're I mean, 19 years from now, projected from now, what is he, 35, 36 years old? I guess he's still a relatively young man at that point. He'll be in his mid-super bowl. That's all you need. How many more? Here's the question: Does Vegas have the odds posted? How many more kids is this guy gonna have? I don't know if uh,
3: I don't. I mean, I don't know.
0: I don't. We're pulling up
3: a picture over here. I don't
0: know if they have the odds on that. I think his wife is lucky if they win the Super Bowl this year. That. They're not going to have number 10.
2: Oh, no. I think they'll have triplets no, if, you if he wins. This is sooner. more accurate. That is, I'm showing them a picture is of how accurate. she looks most
3: of the time because she's pregnant all of the time. Hold on. You know, baby. You keep having not a bad-looking woman. No, she's good-looking. But, you know, remember that movie with uh, Terry Bradshaw where he gets his naked room? This guy's ne- <laughs> – Philip Rivers is never going to get his naked room. He's never going to be an empty nester. No. He's going to be like 75 pumping out kids.
0: Yeah. Charlie Chaplin was 90 when he had his last child. No, so. he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he, he got wasn't. a woman pregnant when he was 90. No, no, he didn't.
2: Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Was he, was he? He might have had a relationship with a woman who got pregnant while he was 90 years okay. old, but was I he... don't think he knocked anybody up at 90. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't Dude, think...
0: Robert Downey Jr. could get somebody pregnant. Oh, no, that's not the real Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> was <Sorry>. he
3: silent? <laughs> was he silent about it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dude. This has come off the rails.
3: Hey, you know, what I heard, we were talking about this, stealing this from the day talking about old people. On the Dan Labotard show, they were talking about how Tom Cruise in this latest Mission Impossible movie was like five years older than Wilford Brimley in Cocoon. <laughs> and he's still making Mission Impossible movies.
2: Well, here's, the, here's the real uh, question with regard to Mission Impossible. Why? Exactly. What was the last Mission Impossible movie that you saw, Trent?
0: Uh, the first one, I think. I For me, it was the, the first one,
3: <laughs> and I turned it off. It's, I didn't watch it in the movies. I watched it on like DVD or something. And it, when he got blown off of the helicopter onto a moving train, I just went, click, I'm done. I can't watch this anymore.
2: I, I actually, That's a couple, Scientology a couple saved Christmas him seasons ago, when I was in one of those weeks where I didn't have to go to work, I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch all of the Mission Impossibles back to back to back. And I I found an app that had all of them easily accessible, and I went into the first one, and 45 minutes in, I turned it off, and that was it. I couldn't care less. Why do they keep rolling this out, man? Let me ask you a question.
3: Sure. Since we're on the movie subject, we keep bouncing around. I, I guess we'll get back to sports at some point. But what's the movie that you consider great that you ruined? like you watched it so many times and there's always this song like you that you think is so great you probably can't listen to it anymore cuz you basically wore it out but what's that movie
2: for you Red Dawn
3: Red Dawn you can't even watch that the
2: original yeah bro i get sucked in that movie every mm. time it comes on i got sucked into that movie too many times over the last 35 years that if i can if i can make it like 6 months without seeing that movie and i roll it out I can watch it, but I've seen that movie so many times, I ruined it for myself.
3: Yeah.
2: Now, the one that I have done a better job of not killing for myself that is my favorite movie that I'll watch any time it's on is Fight Club. Yeah. That's my favorite movie of all time.
3: Good.
2: Did you know that about me, Trent?
0: No, I did not.
2: Yeah, there you go. Trent, what's your movie? I, what have you ruined?
0: I don't think I have. Because if I love a movie, I'll watch it a ton, and then it will disappear for a while where it stays where I'll continue to watch it. I'm trying to rack my brain. I'm sure there's something out there, but right now I can't figure it out.
3: It's kind of the Wizard of Oz effect. Like I think if you looked at most people's rankings, the Wizard of Oz would be in, like what, the top 25 movies of all time? No. Would you ever sit down and watch it, though? No. No? Me neither?
2: No. Not at all.
3: I, I actually don't. I get kind of the heebie-jeebies when it's on. When I'm when I see you get a little it. all out. the little monkeys
0: flying around. I think of LL Cool J's song.
3: <laughs> Crystal Lambert and Brandon Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with
2: Zeke Elliott.
4: When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger and they locked me away for life.
1: If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission.
2: Helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece.
4: My victory was finishing my education.
2: When America's veterans win, we all
1: win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org.
0: You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis.
4: Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats.
2: Alright, welcome back from the cheap seats Coming to you from Sanford, North Carolina Brandon Atkins, where is my eggnog? Oh yeah, we're supposed to be doing that Are we we going to do that show next week? Oh yeah, absolutely And you ruined it because I had This past weekend The best store bought eggnog I can ever remember having And I love eggnog My wife picked some up it was a particular type, and I'm not going to say because I don't want to muddy the waters here as we do this tasting.
3: Well, it's going to be blind. so It's okay. It's going to be a blind taste test.
2: Um, and we
3: probably should do it before the show and discuss the, the results because I think that doing it during the show would be a
2: little weird. I don't know. We'll see. Whatever you want to do.
3: Let me just tell you how redneck I am. Like, and a friend of mine sent me a new a new contender. Oh, I had never heard of. It was it's an organic one too.
2: Ugh.
3: Um. This is how redneck. I did one of these blind taste tests about what two years ago.
2: It's three probably two or and
3: three. Had all these fancy eggnogs. You know, you, you had the usuals, the southern Southern comforts, all this bougie eggnog, high end. Oh my god, I can't! I believe I spent that much money on this eggnog, and my results came in Mayola number one.
2: I didn't know
0: they had so many different fancy eggnogs
2: well I'll tell you I'll go ahead and tell you the type that we got this weekend and I say we my wife brought it home for me um, it is a non-alcoholic southern comfort eggnog and she got it at Walmart which means I never would have found it because I don't go to Walmart Um, in fact I, I, I just told a lie And I need to clarify. (laughs) I went to Walmart this weekend because I went to GameStop to find a particular adapter and they were sold out. And I thought about it and I was like, "Ugh, is there any other place in town that might have this particular thing? And I struck out in my mind and I said, well, I'm close anyway. Let me go over here. So I went next door to Walmart and while I was there, I bought a small thing and Before I even got to the car, my phone hit me with four alerts back to back to back. And it was my bank with a fraud alert. And I thought, this is hysterical. I've spent thousands of dollars in the last couple weeks from all kinds of different places. But my bank knows me well enough that they're like,
1: whoa,
2: Walmart. No, 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 no. This
3: cannot be. Isn't that funny how you're in the same parking lot? And you have that, you labor through that mental war decision of whether or not to step foot Dude, into that place. I literally do not go to Walmart. Last time I was at Walmart was last week, and I never shop at Walmart. But we, me and my daughters, did the Salvation Army bell ringing.
2: Good for you, man. That's awesome.
3: And we were feeling it. We were feeling ourselves. We we're feeling the spirit. As soon as my girls got there, it's funny. I be, I let them run inside for Subway. I gave them money because they were hungry. And for the first fifteen minutes when they were gone, I got like two dollars. <laughs> and then they came out and it, like the floodgates opened up. It was like twenty dollars there, twenty dollars there, ten dollars here. Nice. But we started kind of singing a little Clarice was singing, and I kinda was like, jingle, bells kinda under my breath. <laughs> and this guy walked by and looked at me, he goes, You're not gonna get any money singing like that. <laughs> I was like, Merry Christmas, you for jerk real? <laughs> <laughs> Grinch. <coughs> But, no, I don't go into Walmart, bro. I mean, it's got to be absolute mission critical. Like, we forgot a gift, and it's Christmas Eve, and, you know, your significant other's looking at you like, we can't let her down.
2: Well, you know, my wife and I are simpatico on most things. She is absolutely addicted to this grocery pickup. So she goes on... I don't know, probably every other week, man. She'll place an order online and then go to the Walmart pickup so she doesn't even have to get out of her truck. They load the food up and she comes home. And she goes and gets the staples from there. she gets get toilet paper and milk and whatever. And I'm left to get everything else from other places. But she, it's amazing to me that she'll drive. That is literally the farthest point in the county where there is a grocery store from our house, think about the geography. There are half a dozen other grocery stores that are closer to us. Yeah, we got a nice little than Walmart. Do you realize from my house the Walmart in Cameron is closer than the Walmart in Sanford? Mm. But she'll roll out there and Probably. do that so that she doesn't have to get out of the car. I, I you know, what? the I big for me, one of the biggest
3: battles I've had to go through is that I like. Fat-free sour cream, and Lowe's food, which is two minutes from my house, stopped carrying it. And I don't know why I keep telling them, "Hey, I'll I'll buy at least one a month, right?" <laughs> but they won't carry it, but Walmart has it, oh. and I have to go through this internal battle. Like, and then I'm like, um, "I'll get the two percent. I'll just get the two percent fat or whatever the case may be. Uh, but I just can't go in." I went in there one time, and got me some fat-free sour cream, but that's it was just too much, man. You're standing in line. You see the joke where they closed down? What was it? They closed down 500 Walmart about two weeks ago, and it said 13 cashiers lost their jobs. <laughs> Dude, that's funny.
2: <laughs> that's Trip, how you I Walmart feel, guy or no?
0: Yeah, I What's go that? there probably three, four times a week. Jeez.
3: I I don't mind it. You have one close. You live in Southern Pines, though, right? You you have a bougie Walmart.
0: It's it's all right. The one out in Spring Lake, the new one, is really nice, or Cameron or whatever. Is it? When we used to live out that way. But, yeah, we just go to Walmart a lot.
2: Interesting.
0: I'll probably be there today. That's like our family out. Hey, we got to get something. We're going to Walmart. I can see that, man. Cheap
2: pop. I can see that. No. Milk. I can't get down, man. I, I bet can't you, get you down. The whole the whole Black Friday thing, all the rest of that stuff. I, well, I no. We didn't do that. I cannot deal with it, man. I don't In know. I think I was there this weekend
0: doing uh some Christmas shopping, video game, bought a video game for my daughter there.
2: What game did you get?
0: The uh Smash Brothers Ultimate oh. for the Now,
2: I do have to say, my wife she 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 got been out of shape. Well, she went she went to go get it from Target. And decided not to pull the trigger while she was at Target and went to Walmart and ended up paying 10 bucks more for it, which I thought was, yeah, I thought it was all price controlled and all the rest of that stuff. That's what she told me. I don't know. Anyway. Well, you know what I did? What'd you do? I
3: went to GameStop and got a pre-owned PS4 for Clarice. Oh, yeah? She's a, she doesn't listen to the show, so I didn't.
2: I'm going to tell Santa her. Santa Claus,
3: that. don't tell her. But all these guys going out there and getting these brand new things, uh uh-uh. I'm like, GameStop. They give a warranty on it. And see, my girls, all they play is Fortnite. So all I got to do is buy them the time, whatever you put it. You can go through the machine or buy a card. But now my kids can play Fortnite together.
2: See, I have an Xbox 360 at the house. And that's what took me to Walmart is we have this new TV. It's been forever since I hooked my my, uh, Xbox up. And... I've had it hooked up in the bedroom, but I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to move it out to the living room. It's pretty much just me and Nedge at the house. So if I'm going to play most of the time, I'm going to play. I'll do it in the living room, whatever. So I moved it out there, and I realized I can't connect it to my TV. Oh, no. Because it has the AV cables. My TV doesn't have any AV cable in, hmm. so I needed an adapter. That's what took me to Walmart. Oh, but, funny how that ties in. Well, it is kind of kind of ironic. But that Xbox 360 that I have, I bought as a pre-owned years ago from GameStop, and it works just fine. But as I was going through the motions this weekend, I was like, you know what? I can buy this adapter, go through all this stuff, or I can just go ahead and buy an Xbox One. (laughs) But the only two games I want to play are NCAA football and FIFA. FIFA, the Xbox One at this point, the updated game is is significantly better but the thing with the ncaa football which is really what's driving this whole thing because i want to play that game they haven't made a new one since like 2014
0: yeah who's that guy
2: that ruined it sued was it ed o'bannon yeah that's the name the ucla kid
3: see i have the fifa game last year's fifa i think it's ronaldo on it 2018 last year's fifa i have that i would like maybe you like this stuff but i don't like the to build teams and do this and customize that, oh, I just no. want to pick a team and play. Oh no! And no, it's no, so no, hard. No, you no, got to no, be like no. freaking Da Vinci Code to get work through all the the crap just to play some soccer.
2: That's that's what I want. Is the team management to go in there, and that's with NCAA oh, football. Like. That's what makes the difference. Is the recruiting wars and all the rest of the stuff going on. That's what I want to hmm. do. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I can't rationalize pulling the trigger on an Xbox One yet because the one game I want to play is four or five years old. They don't have an Xbox One version. Well, yeah, so can you no download benefit. it?
0: They don't. You can't download it and play it on Xbox One.
2: I could, but why would I buy an Xbox One to play an Xbox 360 game? Uh, That's my point. I mean, I could, and I, I eventually I will, but. This weekend, I went through that, and I finally said, you know what, I'm just going to order the adapters. Got them, so they'll be here. Just like everything. How does Amazon work? How how does that work? How do I I go onto my phone and type in all kinds of elaborate nonsense, and then it just shows up at my house two days later? How how can that happen? Drones. I don't know. We'll figure it out on the other side. We'll get back. I want to talk about... A little bit of baseball, some basketball, biscuit time, some hockey, all kinds of sports. We'll see you on the other side.
4: You're listening to Chris DeLambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with Remax Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com
1: my name is bobby i'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb my victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion i'm sam i'm a veteran my victory was
0: finding a career that i could be proud of
1: at
2: dav we're on a mission helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned
4: i'm Cece. my victory was finishing my education
2: when america's veterans win we all win Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I'm Chris DeLambert. I'm Brandon Atkins. I'm Professor Trent Nichols. Coming Coming to to you from the Chief Seats. Seats. All right, welcome back From the Chief Seats. Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols. We're here all morning, hanging out. Um, So this past week... Major League Baseball held what used to be called the owner's meetings. Uh, Now they're just fondly referred to as the winter meetings. And that is where all of the teams come together. This year they were in Vegas. And that's where all of the big free agent signings are supposed to come to pass. All of the trades because all of the executives are in one place at one time. Well, here's what happened this year, and it's indicative of what's going on in society. They brought all of these ownership groups to Las Vegas. They put the owners, or the the general managers, because most of the owners don't show up to things like this anymore, and put them in a different hotel. And pretty much everybody went to their rooms and got on their phone, and they texted back and forth, and there weren't very many times where any of these guys ended up in the same place at the same time. Then you compound the fact that there's no real human interaction between any of these general managers, and the fact that, of all of the free agents that are out there on the baseball radar, are represented by one guy, Scott Boris. Nothing happened all week. All anybody talked about from front to back at the winter meetings was Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. And neither one of those guys did anything. I don't even think either one of those guys was in Vegas for most of the winter meetings. Nothing happened. And Major League Baseball can't seem to understand why it's been surpassed by the NBA and the NFL. NFL offseason, they stay relevant. I mean, they have people like you and I watching the combine, for God's sake. We're watching everything that has to do with the NFL. The NBA now figured that out. And they're like, what's well, going to dominate the offseason? I feel like the NBA season never even finished last year. You know, from the time the finals finished all the way up to opening tip this year, there were moves being made, there was speculation, there were things really happening. And all baseball's managed to do since the World Series ended a month, month and a half ago, is talk about where's Bryce Harper going to go, and people are numb to it.
3: Well, it's the same people reason. Don't care. It's the same reason our ratings for the show are going down right now as we speak. <laughs> because yeah, but that we're talking about, is no, still no, no. There. It's because
2: we're talking about Walmart and fraud alerts and eggnog. I think that's what's going on. But here's what I would propose wow. to Major League Baseball. Have the winter meetings, and at the winter meetings, stretch it and make it two weeks' worth. Go to someplace. Go to Raleigh. Go to New York City. Go to Detroit. Go anywhere. But you know what? When the winter meetings start, start a clock that runs for two weeks, and you have two weeks to make all your moves. Okay, but here, okay, here's the deal. All right. And I agree. That's
0: a great idea, but the first thing you need to do is if you're going to have a trade deadline— then when that deadline's up, that's it. No more of this fake, weird, waiver trade shenanigans that nobody understands because that just kind of makes your trade deadline look
2: like a joke. The waiver deadline in baseball is antiquated and is stupid, and it doesn't make any sense, and I'm with you. And so that's why when we were talking about this
0: before, the more and more, and I'm addicted right now to the Premier League, the more and more I look at it, I think they have it right. Because you know what their trading deadline, which is called the transfer? Yeah, the transfer window. They go from January 1st till the end of January. And then in June, they have from June 7th until the Thursday before the season starts to make their deals, their trades here in America. And that's it. So if baseball wants... To get some excitement, do what Chris said. Do two weeks, and that's it. That's all you can do. Well, better yet. Have a month during the season that you can do it again, but eliminate all this other madness. I mean, I'd be
2: okay once opening day comes for them to be able to do it up until the trade deadline. Because, fine. But during the off season, we look at our calendars every year, and in February, there's nothing going on in sports. Not a thing. What's going on in February?
0: Pitchers and catchers report.
2: Pitchers and catchers report. But Uh, you've got college basketball, basketball, which really hasn't gotten into its groove. But at some point during the winter, whether it was in February, whether it was now, whenever, open up a window. Make it a month. Make it a week. Make it two weeks. Make it however long. But build excitement. You know, think about the NFL and how we, we count down. We know when the free agent period opens. Same with the NBA, we're waiting for midnight.
0: That's right of the day that free agency opens. Yeah. Okay. Let me, me ask you a question. going to be at the door of DeAndre Jordan knocking on it. That's right. Let me ask you him. a quick
3: question. When's the When was the final game of the World Series played?
0: November sixth.
3: November sixth. When does pitchers catchers? Report? February
0: sixteenth ish, like the yeah. second week in February.
3: So you only leave yourself, what, what are you talking about? Roughly less three than months, less months. than three months. Yeah. So you have two and a half months to fill I personally think that the season's too damn long. That's part of your problem. That by the time it's the same, almost the same with hockey. You got a very short um it's even shorter with baseball, I think. But um you don't get enough of a break as a player to even wanna do anything in the off season. I was thinking I was trying to think of ideas of making it relevant. Maybe you can do these combines or something like that, but by the time or these challenges, but you know, you have the all star game in the middle of the season, maybe move that out of the season. Maybe put it after a season. I don't know. Just well, an idea.
2: The the issue with the all star game is if you push it to after the season, then you're the middle winner. Now I would say that, well, okay. Used to be that you did it because you're playing outdoors and you don't play baseball in the winter. With all the indoor facilities now, maybe you could do that. But I think the All Star break is is okay. The problem is is that you look at the NFL and you look at the and, and the NBA. The draft is a big deal. When is the when is the major league draft, Brandon? Do you know? I don't know. It's in the middle of the freaking season. So while these guys are playing, literally... Well, then move that out. It's something. While they are playing games, the draft results are coming in over a three-day period, literally. And you have fans at the stadium who are finding out who their team drafted while they're sitting watching a game on TV with their team playing. It makes no sense. Now I guess Or
0: you could be that college kid sitting there waiting to play your college World Series game and find out you got drafted. That's the
2: other piece of it too. Is the guys that are the guys that are being drafted, they are in a lot of cases literally still in the middle of their season. So, they can't even think about signing or doing anything else if they're in the College World Series because they've still got another week or two of baseball to play. There's no
0: more, there is no going on stage and shaking the hand of no. the commissioner and celebrating with your family that you just have a life changing experience. You're sitting in. Omaha. Yeah, Jonathan India. Waiting
2: to play. John India, who was selected by the Cincinnati Reds this year as a prime example, was playing for Florida, who was in the World Series, and they couldn't even get this kid to talk about it. You know, he was in the middle of the college World Series. Fix that. Fix it. Do something. Move it back, move it up, but do something with it. But there's no excitement, and then you compound that by these college kids in particular being in the middle of their – not in the middle, but in their season. Well, the MLB teams are in the middle of their season, so they select these guys, and in most cases, even if they wanted to bring these guys in and bring them up to the Major League roster, these guys have played a full season of ball. So, even in the best case scenario, when you choose somebody, you're a year away from seeing this guy in the team's uniform. It's a mess. The winter meetings, though. Last week, I didn't have anything to do. Not a thing in the world. After Tuesday, I let y'all know. I was like, hey, day drinking is on. Let me know what you want to do because I don't have anything to do for a month. Everything that I did at the house last week, I did with MLB TV on in the background as I was going around doing things in the house the middle of last week was it thursday or friday i don't remember major league baseball had their rule five draft the rule five draft is unique to baseball and allows teams to select players out of the systems of any of the other teams in baseball if you want more information about it jfgi just freaking google it um It happened in the middle of the day as I was watching Major League Baseball television and their coverage of the winter meetings. They never even mentioned that it was happening. Three hours later, there had still not been a single mention of any of the players that were taken. Me and about 40 other people in the world understand the rules of the Rule 5 draft. It's a cool thing. There are big-time players. Josh Hamilton, who was the best player in baseball at one point, was a Rule 5 selectee. This is something MLB could put some focus on and some emphasis if they gave it any kind of coverage, but they don't even understand how to do that. So at the winter meetings, where this was actually going down, instead of talking about it, the talking heads on television talked about Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Bryce Harper. Sounds like it's coming down from boom.
3: the from the suits at ESPN. They're like, we start talking about this draft nonsense. Everybody we're,
2: we're gonna put everybody to sleep. Dude, I've went to sleep on the whole Manny Machado thing a million years ago. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you a little secret. Manny Machado is not gonna sign anywhere and win anybody a World Series. Period. It's just not going to happen. Bryce Harper signing somewhere is. Major League Baseball. Can't we take a lesson from somewhere? What is the one thing people hold against LeBron James more than anything else? His The decision. Oh, yeah. The decision. We milked this thing for a month, and then he goes and has this corny release party, makes the announcement, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. People still are like, dude, that was the douchiest thing anybody's ever done. Got ratings, though. It got ratings in the short term. Who was going to do it? Who was going to pay attention to that again? Even LeBron learned from that. Yeah. Almost immediately this offseason, he's like, I'm going to L.A. And everybody was like, that's how you do this. Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, they have been we've been playing this game with Bryce Harper since halfway through last season.
3: Well, he did do the in-between there. He did write the letter to Cleveland. I'm coming home. So he hadn't quite learned right after the decision. He wrote the corny letter to Cleveland after that. Then he finally figured it out and said, I'm going to L.A.
2: Well, a wise man once told me that smart people learn from their own mistakes. Really smart people learn from other people's mistakes. MLB, this Bryce Harper nonsense, give me something dramatic. If the guy's going to the Yankees, roll it out. But we're just stretching this, and people are like, oh, okay, whatever." And you've tried to, you're you're trying to convince me that Manny Machado, who has really just come into the public consciousness in the last six months, is the same big deal that Bryce Harper is. I get what the numbers have been for the last couple of years. Manny Machado is not the player Bryce Harper is. Bryce Harper is transformative. Treat him as such. And then just to compound this whole thing with the MLB coverage, at some point last week, it looked as though JT Rio Muto might be traded from the Marlins. That became the story. Guess what? Hadn't been traded. Nothing's happened. Blah, blah, blah. We'll see you on the other side. I think I'm done talking about baseball for a month.
0: You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina.
4: I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life.
1: If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com.
4: Hey Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on, dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats.
2: Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats, I'm Chris Lambert and I have no headphones all of a sudden. This is not good. Hello. Check, 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 check.
3: Hello. I can hear you. Me too. Oh, you got me? Yeah. Okay.
2: There I'm go. I'm good.
3: Um, now, you said, so during baseball talk, you mentioned I was supposed to eat my biscuit. Yeah. But what happened was, is when you started talking baseball, I lost my appetite.
0: Oh, so, fair enough.
3: Well, you can slide
0: it over to my side. I'll eat it for you.
3: There you go. Help yourself. Oh, thank
2: you. Trent. I've never seen you so happy. Hi. Like, this oh is the God. best show
3: ever. You know, you... <laughs> Is it the commissioner? Who makes these decisions? God, I can't believe I'm t- still talking baseball and even opening this up. Oh, you want who to makes, talk baseball. Who makes this decision? And I guess whoever it is, my point is that maybe we should send Robert Bricky there to give a a talk, a pep talk about how to get this done. Have him take your ideas and then pump them up about how to
2: make this better. I, You know, the problem is you got baseball being run by a bunch of analytics guys. Analytics guys are as boring and, and goofy as they sound. Oh, you know what I think about analytics. Well, I'm, I'm with you, and I think analytics is busted. I think that it has, has taken, it's far too prevalent because analytics in a lot of circles is everything. And these guys that are running baseball don't necessarily have any idea how to sell anything, they don't know how to be showmen. Um, they're a bunch of computer nerds who are really smart when it comes to numbers.
3: When and those guys to, are
2: what's driving the game right now. Well, when, the thing about
3: it is, the at the end of the day, the only analytic that matters is Cleveland having LeBron James, and then Cleveland not having LeBron James. That's all that really matters. I mean, they go from being in the NBA Finals to almost dead last in the East. Only Atlanta's worse. Okay, <laughs> but Trey Young. Trey Young is hoisting, he's leading their team to like six wins this year.
2: Trey, but Trey Young ESPN told me Trey Young was the next Steph Curry. You don't M- remember that
3: McVay needs to give him some help with his hair, <laughs> he needs to give him some product. But Trey Young. But that's, that's how what, can Atlanta be the worst
2: team in the East? They have
3: Trey Young, exactly right. I know it's oh, shocking.
2: Geez. But
3: that's the thing, that I get a little annoyed with the analytics. You know, I know Billy Bean, come on, we've all heard the story. It worked a couple of times, and I do like the fact that you can gather certain knowledge, but when it comes down to it, if you have it's either if you have LeBron James or you don't, <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, he's got the Lakers in the fourth spot in the West. Well, I think, I, think wait, I called that, too. Wait,
2: wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ert, ert. See, pretty much every team in the West is in the playoff hunt, except for Except for the Phoenix. Rockets. The Rockets, are doing, the Rockets are just fine. They're third team out. I, look. I mean, they won the, the last three. Only team, the only team that's out in the West is Phoenix. Everybody else Phoenix. is in playoff contention.
3: I think Phoenix and Atlanta should play each other.
2: Dude, yes, I'm for that. No, nah, but you know why I stand. I on I think it. they should play a death match, and which whichever team loses that four game series, Gets their the franchise second. has to move.
0: <laughs> well, they that's has to the move.
2: Thing. And what to what to, what city would we move them to? Seattle. Seattle looking for a team. Well, they're getting a hockey team, so. Well, yeah, but are they they're going to really? get a, yeah. Why?
0: They're getting an NBA team, too. Bro. They should. It's great. Why should they get an NBA team? Why not? Because we need the supersonics. Dude, that biscuit was good, man. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you guys are talking about.
3: I'm happy. I think S- Seattle should have a team. They're yeah, getting a, why not? Now, Trent, you know the facts on this. They're getting a – so when a team moves in –
0: 2021, in a, the Seattle unknown name – is going to be the thirty second NHL franchise. It's
3: good to be an NHL owner because if they move a team, let's say they've been threatening to move like the Canes. The Canes to what Texas Quebec. or something or Quebec. And Houston. Houston. Yeah. If they move a team, the owners get Nada. If they add a team, they had to what was this team buying in for seventy million? 700 million
0: 650 million or 721 million. So they 650
3: get a, for Vegas. They got to buy into the league and they get split up to all the owners. So adding a team is I far I think there for the is
0: league. I'm almost positive but I have to look it up, but I think if you transfer a team, you still have to pay a little bit, but it's microcosm compared to buying in a team.
2: Okay, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen without even knowing what the rules are with Seattle. I promise you that given the success of the LA Gold or the Las Vegas Golden Knights, I promise you this Seattle team will be, be horrible.
0: Absolutely. Horrible. And that's the first thing everyone said. All the GMs learned from the past, this last draft, what to do and what not to do. The biggest thing that I think is a mistake is that Vegas is not. Included in the draft, so they get to do whatever they don't have to protect, nothing. I think that's kind of crazy because that they would have been a team for four years. Yeah. That's plenty of time for them to give up a talent. Well, I one guess. player out of every team can put what you said about go. the
2: GMs. We saw that in the NFL. We remember when the Jags and the Panthers came into the league together, yep, and then they were both playing in league championship games two years later. The NFL was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. And what were the next two teams that came into the league? The Browns. The Texans and the Browns. Neither of whom has ever sniffed a conference championship game. Um, Yeah, they've learned. You're going to learn. What's that? You're going to learn. You're going to learn. And so, Seattle, I feel for your fan base already because you'll be horrible for the first three years. They might not be horrible. They're going to be horrible. But they're not going to go
3: to the – Stanley
2: Cup, you
3: know, but they might not be horrible. I I, I tell you what, Seattle, <coughs> if you're listening, we got a, a bang up goalie that we'd like to send you. His last name's Darling. He's a real darling.
2: I thought they dropped him on waivers. Isn't
3: they he gone? did, but nobody, nobody wanted him. him. Nobody find <laughs> Charlotte, yeah. you got to take that. What, fifteen million? I was going to say is he's making, the
0: highest paid
2: minor league hockey player in the world right now. Yeah, well, he's four back and up a half
0: now. dollar. No, he just got sent back. Oh,
2: you sent back
3: down. Yeah. Jesus. Will they beat the Coyotes?
2: Three-nil. Yeah. They don't use nil in hockey, do they? They don't no. use
3: nil in anything except for soccer. Is that Up true? on the pitch. Uh,
0: yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. yeah, Darlene is done. He's Charlotte. Even when they called him up, he didn't sniff the ice uh, you know, whatever.
3: And that kills the whole – remember the whole theory about the fat goalie?
0: They got to – well, the tall and big goalie. They got to uh, <laughs> wait till June, then they can buy him out, and then he's out. And you'll right. go get signed by
2: somebody. All right, this has nothing to do with hockey, but I, I need to send All a Are we done with to, hockey already?
0: We spent no, more no, time no, on baseball back than to hockey. hockey. But
2: you know I'll forget <laughs> about this, but I just wanted to, This is for Brandon more than it is for you, but that's for you too. But I just got a random text out of nowhere, and that it says, quote, you just going to roll in and go back-to-back, back? unquote. I think I'm going to respond... Is that Champagne? Yes. Yes, that is Chris Champagne. Want to send a shout-out to one of our most loyal. He'd been here since back in the day. Yeah, he found us. I, I was going to say, you didn't even tell him we were on. He's like, ah, y'all going to start a show and not even tell a brother. Well, Champagne, I am going to go back-to-back. Um, I have been oh, accused of being on the luckiest run in fantasy football history. Me- but what y'all call luck I call player football. Let
3: me let me just tell you something. He calls me last night. I just know he's wanting to rub it in. I'm like, hold up, I'll call you back in just a second. Mm-hmm. I and I knew him, that's why he
2: wouldn't take my call. He's I call like, I ain't I, I,
3: I was actually in the middle of something, but I called him back and said, "You lucky dog!" And you know, in Chris fashion, he's like, "What you talking about luck?" I'm like, "Homeboy's got 29 points. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday night." He's got twenty nine points. Come on now, anybody in the league would have beaten this cat twice over. Anybody could, but I did. And Trent, when you when you were late getting Trent his second biscuit, Trent's in here across the second uh, biscuit. He's in the uh, what do we call that? Production room or whatever. Yeah. And he's yelling over here. You could still win. You could still win. I'm like, shut up, Trent. He's up by two. I know.
2: I Thomas I
3: could to... sprain an ankle
0: in pregame and he could he win. Could
2: and I was trying to tell him that that Jeez. when we were talk having that conversation, he'd like thrown in the towel. Gurley had the whole second half, and Dude. if McVeigh hadn't been such a tool, Gurley could have well, put you last week against your
0: team. You're playing. He had Stephon Diggs left. I was up by nine and lost by point two of a point. Brandon. It's never over. That's
3: what. Last you thing on. will never know. Last thing on McVeigh and why I'm so annoyed with him. It's not his fault. But he got so cute. But I don't know if you watched the end of the Rams game where they got Philly to punt and the dude fumbles. Yeah. I was like, that was going to be on the 50. You knew it was going to be girly all the time. It was like three or four minutes left. And then if they tie it, it goes into overtime. And I'm going, here's my shot. Here's my shot. And the dude doesn't get touched and just drops the ball. It just slipped right out. I
2: just want to punch Just like that your dude in the face.
0: dreams of going to the finals popped out of your hands. Thanks,
2: McVeigh. He's still got a chance. That's karma. He's still got a chance. Well, t- conceivably, Wheezy has a chance against me as well. I think I did a little computation on that. And if Cam Newton were to throw for 700 yards and eight touchdowns tonight and Breeze. Through three interceptions and through no other passes, then he could actually be. How is
0: this guy even in the playoff scoring 24 twenty four points? Was it twenty four? I gave him five extra <laughs> points. Twenty four point <laughs> one. His highest point scorer <sighs> is T. Y. Hilton with eight and a half points. Yeah. What the fish, dude? That's dude, just I. You
2: know, it's funny that you say that because your
0: bench outscored him. Matt Ryan and Williams both outscored his team
2: alone. All right, so here's—it's funny that you say what the fish because I almost bought you a Christmas present this weekend. Oh yeah, and I put it down because I was like, no, I got to get something. I got to get something better than that. They actually have a card game called What the Fish. (laughs) Yeah. And I saw it and was like, I've only ever heard one person in my life say what the fish. Oh, that's me. So I was going to get it for you. And then I was like. Oh, you know I what? know I
0: say that a lot. You know what? You I do say, mean, you
2: say it all the time. I say that at work it. a
0: lot because I don't want to say the F-bomb at work. So that's where I think
3: I picked Fair it enough. up. It's what the fish. You know, that'd be a great Christmas song. What I almost got <laughs> you for Christmas. <laughs> but, but
2: instead.
3: But but you know what we should do? We settled for two biscuits. That Christmas songs off the charts will make you rich. Like if you come off with the, we need to come up with our own Christmas song and have somebody that can sing and come bring them in here and get rich. I mean, just think about all the one hit wonder Christmas songs.
2: I'm so for it.
3: And I think this this is it. What I almost got you for Christmas this year. I like
2: it, man. I like it. (laughs) <laughs> we need to work on that. Speaking of Christmas, I'll be at Libations on Thursday. Christmas trivia! Come hang out.
4: You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.
0: Welcome back to the Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group.
1: That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's actually like owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar.
0: You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show.
2: All right, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols. While we were away, you also got a text from Chris Champagne. What'd your text say? It said, well, that sucked. (laughs) I do have to say, man, I, I shed a tear. I wanted to play you in the championship game so badly. And I figured, you know what, even if I don't win that granny that's at the end of the end of the yellow brick road, I'll probably get a beer or two out of it as we talk about it. So there'd be some intrinsic value and keep it in the family. Well, second place but- is not too shabby either. No? You get some loot. Do you really? Yeah, I didn't even know. So I'm a, I'm going to get some cheese one way or the other. That's what happens when you only I win championships. Yeah, yeah, we we'll bang. Hey, we we always play for championships right here. I <laughs> uh, dude, I would pay
3: 1500 to win this thing. I, would, <laughs> I was I was thinking that the other day how things how times change. It used to be back in the day cuz we've been in this league for over 20 years, right? Back in the day, we used to talk if you're going into the championship team, say me, you and me and Chris were playing this week. I might give Chris a call because I was, I didn't have nearly as much. You know, back then we were poor, right? <laughs> I might give Chris a call and go, "Hey, I don't know how this is going to go. You want to split this right down the middle?" <laughs> and Chris would likely be saying, Show "Sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do this." Because man. it was like either a grand versus two hundred and fifty bucks. And so you were like, let's go ahead and split this pot down the middle. Now I'm like, who
2: did who do I need to write this check to so I can get
3: that <laughs> hardware? All
2: right, so so that you know, one of the coolest things about the Yahoo Fantasy Sports app is that I can spend five minutes a week and get everything done that I need to do with my team. I don't have to, like, find a computer, sit down, do all the rest of that. I just pull it up on my phone, boom, 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 I'm good. But my favorite thing about the app is that it keeps historical data on all of the players that are out there. And I'm looking right now at the profile for one Brandon Atkins. And Brandon has been active when he says that this league's been around for 20-plus years. He's not exaggerating. It is. And I think that's the coolest thing about your league, now that I've come and kind of crashed the party. Um, Just so that you know, listeners out there, last year I finally got the invite to come play. And Brandon dressed it up for him. He's like, dude, these guys are serious, man. Talking they- about <laughs> trash talk. They can they,
3: they can hurt your feelings. They,
2: they, they, they're for real, man. They're for real. And I came in and I won a championship last year. This year, in year two, I am into the finals. And I do have to say, with all due respect to Matt, it, that team has been a juggernaut all year. Now, he's had the good fortune. He took Mahomes where Mahomes was the second quarterback he took. Yeah, he
3: took Deshaun Watson.
2: Yeah. So he has ridden Mahomes all the way to this championship game. But I'm looking at Brandon, who drew the short straw by by literally the skin of your teeth.
3: It was like seven
2: points. Yeah. You ended up – it was that one last play to Adam Thielen that dropped you from a potential birth – as the third seed, which would have got you me this week, down to fourth, and you had to play Matt. But I'm looking at your profile here. Your winning percentage, Trent, in he, f- in 15 years, talked about all this the way me. back to 2002. That's 16 years ago. Brandon Atkins, to his credit, has managed 33 teams and yeah, has eight sunk trophies. 500. He has, he has eight trophies. So about 25% of the time, he ends up with a trophy. Of course, it doesn't identify what trophies those are. We make what do you think his overall can... winning
0: percentage is? I cheated. I can't play.
2: Oh, damn.
0: 488. So, so Jeff Fisher, here you go. <laughs> no, you know what the biggest thing is? Let's dig a little deeper into Brandon's past. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Do you know what happened? In 2004? Nope. Brandon came in third. Do you know what in? A baseball fantasy. No! League. So, F you oh, and your baseball talk. Oh, party. what? You came okay. in third in a baseball fantasy rotisserie league in 2004. No way. Yep. So, let me... No, no way! Person. It First was third of all, out of six teams, but still. So, Ed will... Ed Wait! 2010, he came in third again on an A-team head-to-head baseball.
3: So, you know Ed Snyder, right? Of course I know him. Okay. Brandon. I went to work at Static Control and met him. Atkins. He had never played fantasy football before.
2: You told me that you actually introduced
3: him. I introduced fantasy football to Ed, and he's never been the same since. I mean, he's like locked in. He's, he's actually guys, a, really good, he's a really good fantasy player. Well in turn he hooked me up with playing some fantasy baseball fantasy baseball is so much work it is and th- there's a lot of seasons other fantasy leagues that I was in which I just quit I gave up on if you you could boil it down to this league and what Chris is not telling you one one year we they started tracking that the year after I had the best season in this league's history, which was. I had one loss and one tie and I won it all. And it does it does not include that. Dude, season. you have a
0: better winning percentage at fantasy baseball
2: than you do <laughs> football. That's awesome. You were so,
0: twenty six, nineteen, and four, a fifty seven percent winning with two trophies on two teams. So what, what
2: needs to happen with it? regard to Ed Snyder is Ed Snyder needs to have a beer with a cancer researcher. That uh. like no, no, um, for real. Think about Ed. What do we know about Ed? Ed is an overachiever in everything that he does. He is. So if Ed like sat down and had a couple beers with somebody that was working on you think a out for cancer, cure for cancer and Ed got interested in it, Ed would cure cancer. <laughs> he would. Think about it, dude. He came to golf relatively late in life. He's like the best golfer in the world.
3: Bro, check this out. You're not far away from what actually happened. I was so upset, I went to Ed Snyder and told him that Magic Johnson had AIDS.
2: Dude.
3: And now, look, Magic looks just fine. Whoa.
2: Ed. Oh, my God. Ed cured he was like, AIDS. I didn't know. I'm telling you, man. Dude, think about it, though. He, he You know, he's a, the craft beer guy. When you think about, it, and he's so humble about it. He's like, I don't, know, I, don't I, I really don't know about craft beer, except that the hop content here is fourteen point seven percent, and it's aged for six point two months. But uh, dude, he's he knows the, more about craft beer than anybody. He's the absolute opposite of me. Like,
3: <laughs> he can, if he's interested in something, he can be in the top couple of percentage in terms of being good at it. Like, just craft, by wanting to be beer hockey. I mean, that dude's hockey's Dude. brain is, like, off the yes. charts. I'm like, I like this, but I'm not going to nearly put the effort into, like, being good at it. Like, you know, I mean, I'm like, I still don't quite understand hockey. <laughs> I like watching it, but I, I still don't know that I f- have the full grasp. But, uh, yeah, he's really good at it. When he puts his mind to it, it's a done deal. I didn't. He's actually going to be um, putting together our beer menu, uh, our beer list at the new restaurant, so he's going to be my guy to help me with that.
2: That's really cool.
3: But um, yeah. So anyway, that winning percentage is a bunch of garbage that Chris just bored you with.
2: Well, I thought it was garbage before you said any of that because you are sub five hundred for the last. Forget all my years. almost perfect season because it's did? not on the list. See, but that's not. Yahoo doesn't capture that data. They don't have that.
3: You know the guys who like break down the wins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They say your recap and all that. Yeah, those guys are out of Raleigh. They're they're friends with the Harrises. Yeah, yeah, Rich I know you've and Dave told them. Harris.
2: That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So basically, the bottom line is you just told me because I didn't even realize I get cash for coming in second if if I don't.
3: Oh, you get win. a good chunk of change. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Cool. I think it's like Christmas is not canceled anymore. I think it's
3: somewhere in the realm of five six hundred bucks, something like that.
2: All right. So in the sports world over the next couple of weeks what one thing could you get for christmas what would be at the top of your list in the sports world that you could get for christmas like you talking about what tickets or it, uh, anything something well, you want to see happen something somebody could give you a present man there's no restrictions hmm Trent while he's pondering I would that. like
0: uh I would like Mr. Santa Elway to give me the gift of Joseph being unemployed and the announcement of Peyton Manning being the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Wow, That's a good one. Oh,
2: so you want Peyton Manning for Christmas? Yes. As the head coach of the Broncos? Yes. Interesting.
0: I don't think there's very big – There's an article out today that a year ago Elway had a private conversation with Mike Shanahan. And Joe Ellis, the CEO, said, if you're going to move on from Joseph, we have to do this coaching search the right way. And so Elway backed out. But Mike Shanahan could have been the coach right now, and that would have helped in the Kirk Cousins things. Whatever. I want Peyton Manning as my head coach. Thank you. Merry Christmas.
3: Wow. I'd like to get one five-star recruit for Carolina. Duke continues to get these five st- They just landed on another take dominant not you what you center. have
0: and just get the victory over
2: Duke, buddy? I mean, that's Screw what the, the plans five stars. are. That's what the plans are. Wouldn't that be like Star Wars, man? Wouldn't that be like Luke killing Darth Vader if you guys were able to beat Duke this year? Like, you don't even have to win
0: a national title. If you could go 2-0 and oh against Duke. No, if you could beat Duke at Cameron Indoor wouldn't that be better than winning a title this year?
3: I think we, we're we capable of beating anybody. We showed that with Gonzaga. Um,
0: uh, Gonzaga's overrated.
3: Ask Duke about that.
0: <laughs> no, I, know.
2: Well, I mean, you asked Duke about that. But, I mean, it was a neutral four game. It was three games in three days. D- Gonzaga played a great game that game, but they hit everything. And Duke couldn't hit a, hit a shot for the last couple minutes. Gonzaga, this little blip on the radar, I wish – for the Tar Heels' sake, that Gonzaga had come in undefeated and hadn't dropped a game right before that. But big win for UNC. Don't want to take anything away from that. Um, there's some weird things going on in college basketball this year. There's some teams out there. It, it, is anybody in North Carolina paying attention to the fact NC State is 9-1? and I mean, Kevin Keats, do your thing, dude. And honestly,
3: should be 10-0. and Did you watch that Wisconsin game? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> One guy got five charges. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I saw one dude got five charges, and the game was
2: in the balance, and he got a—he was moving his feet on a charge. Man, that segment got away from us. When we come back. We're going to go through each division in the NFL, figure out who's going to win this thing. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina.
4: Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Quiero mucho todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit habitat.org to donate today.
0: My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all i got to say about that.
4: Welcome back to
2: From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back in the final 15 minutes. This will be fever pitched here as we swing through some things real quick. Um... I want to go division by division and see who your prospective champions in each one of the NFL's eight divisions is. In the East, I think New England's got that on lock. You guys with that? Dolphins are still a pretender for the playoffs. They're two games back at 7-7. Seven and seven. New England's got that pretty well in hand at 8-5. and five. Well, that was
3: pretty much determined this past weekend. Miami needed the that win. Yep. But I think you're right.
2: All right. AFC North. Pittsburgh 8-5 and 1. Baltimore is 8 and 6. Brandon, you asked me earlier, did Pittsburgh finally slay the dragon this week with New England?
3: I think I think so. I think New England and New England's no longer the old New England. I think they finally come they've just come back down to the pack. I don't mm. think Brady's got Nearly the protection that he's used to having, and, and I, th- I think he's just not able to make the plays. And I'm sure he'll come out and throw for seven touchdowns next week. Because I'm saying this, but he just—they just look kind of average now.
2: Well, the one thing, and and this is a, a an extended conversation for another day, but part of New England's amazing run over the last 15 years has been predicated on their ability to continually win their division, stack up regular season wins, and right. then play home field games throughout the playoffs. Right. They only won one road playoff game in the last 10 years. I think this is the year they're going to sputter just because they're going to have to go on the road. Um, They need to limit the damage, though. They have got to win out and come 11-5 and because anything less than that, they're going to have to spend two games on the road. Well, they haven't lost at home this year. Uh, Well, and come playoff time, dude, they'll find all kinds of crazy ways to cheat. And they'll beat you every time. So excuse me. New England. The AFC North. Pittsburgh's eight, five, and one, Baltimore's eight and six. Dude, they both
0: Pittsburgh and Baltimore both have brutal schedules. Who do they have? They both could lose their next two games. Pittsburgh has the Saints and the Bengals, and the Baltimore Ravens have the Chargers and the Browns. So, I'm giving the slight edge on that to the Ravens winning that division.
2: I'm going to tell you what. In most cases, a team that had missed the playoffs, like the Bengals are going to do, would be by week 17, the car is warming up in the parking lot. I'm I'm about to get up out of here. If they have a chance to spoil Pittsburgh's season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dude, and think back. Last year, the Ravens went in – all they had to do was beat Cincinnati, and they're in the playoffs. Cincinnati managed to beat them in the mm-hmm. most improbable of ways and deliver Buffalo into the playoffs. Right. If Cincinnati has a chance to knock Pittsburgh out, they will play balls out to do it. Let me ask you something, And then the Chris. Saints, too. I'm going to take – I'm taking Baltimore to win this division.
3: It does kind of hurt your heart, though, to see the, the Browns above the Bengals and New division. It kills division.
2: me. It kills me. And I hope that this is the end of the Marvin Lewis era – We'll see, man. They looked really good for most of the day against Oakland this weekend, but it just dawned on me how bad Oakland really is. And the question I want to hit next week when we come back is whether or not Derek Carr is playing out the string for the Raiders. Is this the end? Because the more I think about it, the more a Derek Carr to Jacksonville trade makes perfect sense for me. Yeah,
3: Bengals will be okay. Said, they'll they'll pick up Hugh Jackson. Oh, they'll be just shut fine, up, dude.
2: Yeah. All right, up. Houston. 10-4, and four, Indy's 8-6. and six. I think Indy's going to get to the playoffs, but it's too late for them to do anything. Houston's your champ there. And then you've got Kansas City and the Chargers. Kansas City, anybody that thinks Kansas City... By the way,
3: don't rule out the Titans. Sorry, just had to throw that back in there.
2: To get into the playoffs?
3: Yeah, yeah don't rule them absolutely.
0: out. I mean, the, I, the last game of the year mind. is Tennessee versus the Colts. Could be a huge Could playoff be enormous.
2: Okay, Could be enormous. The Kansas City-San Diego game... San Diego. Yeah, I'm going to call him San Diego. Kansas City Chargers. The Chargers were the beneficiary of a bad pass interference call in the back of the end zone. Anybody that saw that highlight and thinks that San Diego was the beneficiary of any kind of officiating in that game should have probably watched the ball game. San Diego got jobbed the entire game mm-hmm. and then finally got a makeup call after an inexcusable – Non-call on a late hit, helmet to helmet on P- Philip Rivers. Yeah, they got laced with a makeup call in the back of the end zone, and they ultimately win the ball game. Then show all the stones in the world, go for two, win the game. They well, the expose Char- Kansas City a little bit.
3: Well, the Chargers' last three wins are at Steelers, not 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 easy against the Bengals. Bengals are a lot tougher team than their record would suggest. I just gave you that. Bro, I appreciate you, bro. And then, you know, at the Chiefs, you're oh, taking the, care the charges, of business. Charges, and now they're home everything.
0: against Dude. the Ravens and then on the road to Denver. Uh, the Chiefs have Seattle in a must win and then against Oakland.
2: Well, Oakland, you can go ahead and pencil that one in because the Oakland team really is going to be warming up the bus. In fact, they haven't even figured out where they're going to play their games next year. The
0: AFC West will be decided this weekend in that Seattle Chiefs. But I'm going with San Diego to win the division. All right, we were
2: talking about prospective Christmas presents. One of the stocking stuffers I'm asking for. I need that Seattle defense to play inspired football and hold Mahomes in check. My whole fantasy week is predicated on that, so <laughs> I, I need that. That's that. I don't. That's not necessarily the gift I want. All right, so to the NFC. Um Dallas, I told you, was going to win the East. They stubbed their toe this week, but they're still in the driver's seat. I think Dallas bounces back and wins that. Philly and Washington are still looming. What do you guys think? I still like Dallas to win. I,
3: they got punched in the mouth this past weekend, though, by yeah, the Colts. Did. But I still like their overall consistency. Their defense wasn't playing that bad last couple of weeks. They just they just ran into a buzzsaw. Philly, I give them a puncher's chance. But I just think it. they just started this little run with Foles a little too late.
2: Dude, why wasn't Nick Foles starting five weeks ago?
3: I don't know. Uh, Washington and Philly play
0: each other the last game of the year. I think the Giants will do everything they can to disrupt the Dallas uh, Conference Championship. I think it comes down to Philly and Washington with the Eagles ending up winning the East. Wow. You.
2: You're welcome. Dude, I didn't see that one coming. All right, well, all of the other three divisions in the West or in the NFC are already handled. Uh, Chicago wins their first title in a million years. Congratulations, Mitch Trubisky, Matt Nagy, Tarek Cohen, Jordan Howard. It's only been um, eight years. Eight years. That's a long time. Can you imagine? I mean, when you think about the Bears, you think, well, they're one of those storied franchises. Um, and then you're like, wait a minute. No, in the modern era, they really only were good for three or four years during the uh, Walter Payton Buddy Ryan, Mike Ditka, or other than that, the Bears are pretty crappy. Um, but the Bears win it. Um, I think that's one of the most improbable stories of this season. Uh, anybody that picked them ahead of Minnesota and Green Bay, I think you'd have thought that was easy money. But uh, Chicago does it. New Orleans already locked up the South. That's another one, man. Who expected Atlanta to be on the wrong side of five hundred at the end of this season? Five and nine. Maybe the biggest disappointment to me—that's more surprising than Green Bay's struggles this year, and especially when you when you kind of pivot back to the beginning of the season with the Aaron Rodgers injury. Um, I—it's just shocking to me that Atlanta's been as bad as they have this year.
3: Going back to Oakland real quick, though—they've hooked up Chicago Bears and the Dallas Cowboys this year with Amari Cooper in Dallas, which has helped them a lot. Yeah, and then.
2: Khalil Mack. Yeah. In uh Chicago. Open. They're kingmakers, dude. Trade Panthers imagine? somebody. Unbelievable. Anyway, keep it going. And then in the West, you've got the Rams that have already got that on ice. Like you said, this coming week, your two your your number one wild card prospect is Seattle, but they have got to continue to win ball games. Um it's gonna be a train, it's gonna be a, a drag race down the stretch. You've got Minnesota, Philly, Washington, um, and Seattle all in there. Those Probably from those four teams is where your two wild cards come. I think the NFC is a whole lot more interesting than we thought it might be. Remember when um, the Rams were going to go 16-0 and win a Super Bowl? Now, all of a sudden, they're 11-3, and a couple losses in, in weeks where you really got to scratch your head. This past week in particular, Philly didn't seem to do anything special on defense. Rams just can't get out of their own way. I'm very interested to see how they wind up the season uh, and deal with this adversity—a two-game losing streak yep. after all of that winning and all of that national media um, was heaped upon them. The loss to New Orleans was one thing, you know, kind of a shootout. They're on the road, okay. Well, we've met a tough team, but now to win improbably well, or to if, lose improbably to the Bears and the Eagles, yeesh. If the if Dallas wins their division,
3: I think you got your two locks there, almost locks with the Vikings and the Seahawks. Seahawks has tiebreakers over the Panthers. I mean, I don't even know why they're still in the hunt, but I can see those two teams being your wild cards. Yeah. And
0: I'm, I'm looking at Dallas and Seattle as your wild cards.
2: Well, when you're talking about Carolina, it's funny you say that, and this is really the first Panther football we've talked in a while, but my, (coughs) my wondering would be how the finish to this season impacts Ron Rivera. I'm going to tell you, honestly, if they get blown out, by New Orleans on Monday night, I'm not sure Ron's not gone. I thought I really he was gone am. after the Browns game. They were
3: six and two. They've lost five in a row. Yeah, yeah I think and if they should've. drop a, bad a six, team.
2: if they drop a six game in a row, given everything that's on the field, this team, i we make a lot of excuses for for Carolina. They should not be on a five game losing streak. No, and there's a play here and a play there where games could have turned, but the. Thing is, is one guy's got to be accountable. And they have Cam a, is not going anywhere.
3: And they have an – I wouldn't say that so far. No, they man, have an owner now and David Tepper that just does not play that. The no, guy's literally got brass balls on his desk. He literally has brass balls on his desk.
2: But here, here – He is not going
3: to put up. With here, Riverboat
2: boat is gone. He's you think gone. Ron's gone? Yeah. Ron I Rivera, think after
4: the Browns, the
0: he he is gone. I think the like you said, the owner you're going to take that franchise quarterback over a coach every day of the week. Cam's going to be there. Ron's going to be gone. The new owner's going to install it. Ron will wants. be fine.
3: Ron will be fine. He'll get another coaching oh, job yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, they almost they had a a dream season in just what 2015. Somebody will pick I, him I, up I, yeah, and be fine.
2: I you guys. I- I'm not a Ron Rivera hater, but Ron, if you think about it, leading up into that Super Bowl season was about to be canned. Nice. And he had that one great year, but other could than that... He go back and be a defensive coordinator. He can't, He can't. And he probably will, because I don't think there'll be a long line to hire him. If you look at his record as a head coach, he's a lot more fisher than he is anything else. Well, let me tell you something. In that division... For the last
3: 15 years, a different team had won that division. He won that division four years in a row under his watch. That's not too shabby for this division, you know, because you always got New Orleans pops up, and it's rarely that it's Tampa Bay. I mean, that
2: that is a division that is up and down, up and down, up and down, because you never know from year to year. you got four teams that are, you know, Always sort of purple. but to win, win it four
3: time. T- win that division, which is considered one of the tougher ones, most years in and out to win that one four years in a row. Mm, that's pretty good.
2: Interesting, didn't but they I do win, think I've didn't told they you win it at
0: like eight and eight one year. Or yeah, but okay,
2: yeah, let, me, let, me, it was let me actually give the, let me less give than five hundred. Six and ten, seven and nine, twelve and four, seven and eight, fifteen and one, six and ten, eleven and five, six and seven. So the the takeaway from there is there's been some awesome seasons in Carolina. The other takeaway is uh he's never had back-to-back winning seasons. I, I mean that is what it is. I mean but the, you still
3: if you get into a Super Bowl and you have a you have an, a league MVP and I'll, you you know my opinion off the record I've said I think it might be time to go ahead and blow this team up because your defense has gotten old. Thomas Davis Davis is not what he used to be. You have McCaffrey, who is exciting. Olsen's now, his career may be over. It may be time to go ahead and, hey, let's start over again. Well, that's, that's the thing.
0: You need to find somebody that knows he's going to come into the new owner and pitch what he's going to do with Cam Newton and McCaffrey. To lead them there.
2: Well, the question, the question with Cam Newton is, if Rivera goes, does that mean that Norv Turner's out the door? Because if Norv Turner, well, now you got another coordinator in, and that's been part of the problem with Cam. I want to correct one thing real quick. Panthers won the division three years in a row, not four, from 13 to 15, and one of those years they were seven, eight, and one winning the division. All right, we'll see you on the other side. Actually, nope, we'll see you next week.
4: You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.